so, Dan, it's time for the big Halloween episode. I know. Exciting. <laughs> Any ideas for what we're going to do for the opening sketch? I do have an idea. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. You recording? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to this spooky Sadie Hawkins pod. Ooh, I love it. And now for our special guest host. It's me, David S. Podkins. Any questions about RSS feeds? What? Something happened to me. No, I'll never be free. There's a face in the tree. It's the Halloween blue. Hello and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Ooh. Welcome to the ASM. RK podcast. <laughs> I love your Halloween creepy voice. <laughs> your creepy nice voice. Oh, I can do that too. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Halloween blues by Reliant K <laughs> from the Creepier EP. <laughs> you don't want me to use the uh, David S. Podkins theme anymore? Uh, uh. So, it is Halloween, we are talking about the Halloween blues, and like a couple weeks ago, was it weeks ago, when I first played you the the David S. Pumpkins sketch from Saturday Night Live, Uh because recently I've been watching like mostly 90s SNL on YouTube, right? but the algorithm doesn't necessarily know you're only watching 90s stuff, so it'll suggest recent Saturday Night Live sketches to me, most of which I don't watch. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the David S. Pumpkins one, and I'm like, I hear about this once in a while. I hear people talking <laughs> about this. Let me actually watch what it's about. And I was like, oh, it's not really that funny, but I get why some people some people think it's funny, right? Because uh-huh. you and me have watched 90s SNL sketches that when I was a kid, I thought they were so funny. Right, right. And now we watch them, and like the audience is barely laughing, and I'm like, oh... <laughs> I didn't know these were so dead on arrival. <laughs> like, you like a deduce? That sketch. Right. Very specifically. Right. I thought that sketch was amazing. So I can see how, like, younger people would be like, oh, David S. Podkin- uh, David S. Pumpkins <laughs> is hilarious. And then one day, I think, did I just show it to you or yeah. something? Yeah. This is way before Halloween. And then we decided last night, I was like, you know, they made a, a one-episode David S. Pumpkins cartoon Jessica and she's like no you're lying to me and I'm like no I'm serious and then I found it I didn't pay for it you could have we would have had to pay two dollars on Amazon but I found someone uploaded it to Vimeo like illegally and we watched it and that's our Halloween now every Halloween we're gonna watch the David S. Pumpkins special (laughs) or at least for the next three Halloweens we're going to be doing a different song off the creepier EP. That's right. Yes, that's why we picked. That's why this week we're doing the Halloween blues. It's the first song off the creepier EP ear. That it is. Next year, next year we'll do the cup, and then after that we'll do Halloween and Atatawa. Automata. Awata. Wait. Autotomia. Owatana. Owatana. 
Jessica totally didn't just play a couple seconds of a song <laughs> and then edit that out so that we knew how to pronounce I Owatonna. always forget how to say it. And that's the more popular, I think, that might be... Here's the thing. <laughs> Halloween Blues has one live video on YouTube that I found. Mm-hmm. I found a lot of videos of Halloween in Owatonna. A lot, they have played that song a lot, apparently. But then the cup about the Butterfinger Cup song. Right. I think that's the one that has a star next to it on Apple Music. Huh. So that's probably the one that people have played more. But it's about candy. Well, I know that they played this song in the cup at least once live October 28th, 2016. And according to Setlist FM, they played this song, uh, Halloween Blues, four times live, although they claim that it was played once at an October 31st show in 2014. Oh. um, At Bogarts in Cincinnati. So I don't know if that's one of those things where Setlist FM... Has it wrong? Has it wrong? Or they had the song that long. Yeah. I mean... I could believe that Reliant K would have written a song for that long. Maybe they, maybe that was the only Halloween song they had for a little while, and they were like, we don't have enough for a Halloween EP yet. For a creepier EP. Yeah. But we'll get into that. We do have some top of the show business. Oh, okay. We have an email. Actually, we have a couple emails Ooh. from uh, Stephanie Wood sent us a couple of emails to sort of paraphrase the second email she sent us. And then I'll read specifically the first email. And to sort of paraphrase her second email, she was is she titled it Ed Sullivan. And she said how my buildup to us discussing the Ed Sullivan song, because mm-hmm. I was like, Jessica, I've got a secret Reliant K song. I've got a Reliant K song you've never heard. And apparently Stephanie, who emailed us, was just was excited to hear what song it was. But then when we started playing it, the Ed Sullivan song. She recognized it. And she's like, how do I know this song? And she didn't believe me at first listening right. to the episode. She's like, this must have been on like some demo or some EP right. or something. And then she looked and found it wasn't. And then she found in her old files that apparently like on Kazaa or LimeWire or whatever, that the Ed Sullivan song had been out there. That someone had made an MP3 of the Ed Sullivan's, uh, Reliant K's Ed Sullivan song. Oh, wow. And then it just disappeared again. And it just disappeared again, yeah. Until RK's Too Sick Entertainment. RK's Too Sick. RK's Too Sick. Reliant K is Too Sick. Reliant K is Too Sick. I couldn't get (laughs) my head around that when we talked about his YouTube channel. But RK's Too Sick, when he discovered a copy of the promotional first album... And then he uploaded the Ed Sullivan song to YouTube. That's the only time it had been on online for years and years and years. So somewhere out there, people had the Ed Sullivan track. And somehow it never made its way to YouTube until 2019. That's so crazy. That is crazy. But um, yeah, so Stephanie was like, I, she, she said, there it was. It's sitting in her files. Um, but anyway, she sent this first email titled, Here's the Kickoff, and this goes all the way back to our second episode. So she says, Hi, Danny and Jess. I just discovered your podcast. I'm about 15 minutes into the second episode, and I just heard you, Danny, wonder if Reliant K ever played Kickoff Live. And to break from this email, we do talk about that in the Kickoff Press and On episode, mm-hmm. that like Setlist FM is not super reliable, and it's not recorded whether or not they really played Kickoff right, Live. Right. Um and then I thought about it, and I'm like, I saw Reliant K like a dozen times in their early years, and I couldn't, didn't have a clear memory of them playing the song. But this is crazy. This email gets crazy because she says, 
uh, having li- she so she she paused the podcast right there and said, "Yes, they did play Kickoff Live." I wanted to share this recently digitized and horrible quality video that my mom took at Inside Out Soul Fest in New Hampshire in what? 2002. So what? she didn't even know when she sent this email. But we've talked about Soul Fest a bunch of times because I grew up in New England. I grew up in Massachusetts, and I went to Soul Fest every year from like 1999 to 2005. And Reliant K played it most of those years. They pretty much stopped playing right around the time of mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, or five score, maybe a five score. Yeah, so so she says her mom was, oh, wait, wait, wait. She says, my mom took the video while I rocked out in the front row. Uh, I kept in the second song in the video simply because I thought she'd enjoy it. Also because of the killer key chain, change at the beginning was too good of a le- of was too good of a lead in to cut it, to cut it out. That's my reading, not her email. That's my bad reading. Um, I've never sent an email or video to a podcast, so I hope you can, don't consider it rude. I don't know why we would. Uh, please. Thank you. We enjoy getting emails. And it said, I just wanted to share this bit of nostalgia for you. And she says she hasn't uploaded it to YouTube or anything like that. And she asked us not to do that. So, of course, we won't. But I did ask, and I got permission to pl- at least play the audio. Awesome. So here's the audio of Reliant K playing kickoff. Okay, you guys ready? transition <laughs> it was i could keep playing all four minutes of the video we were sent oh so good <laughs> so isn't that amazing also i loved hoops's flow yeah hoops has long hair yeah. in this video in 2002 yeah. this would have been because soul fest was always the last week of july or the first week of august so in the mid-summer of 2000 <laughs> the mid-somar of <laughs> 2002 2001 what year did she say uh, you said 2002. 2002. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Hoops had long hair. Wow. Were you at this show? Yes, I absolutely was. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, I when I emailed Stephanie Wood back, I was like, uh, you probably haven't gotten to the episode yet where I talk incessantly about bothering Reliant <laughs> K at all of their Inside Out Soul Fest things. So, yeah. So now this is, so to this day, so I've thought about it here and there, and I'm like, Matt Thiessen, if we learned about this podcast, probably has no idea. He doesn't remember who I am anymore. But this Matt Thiessen and that Matt Hoops and that Brian and 
maybe Dave. I don't know how much interaction I had with Dave. But they knew my name. And it was so awesome. And I've said this before. There's definitely, like, there was a Danny in Nebraska that they always remembered his name because he bothered them all the time. And they were nice (laughs) about it. But, um, yeah. It's awesome. And seeing this was, like, such a... I was, like, I couldn't believe I was finally seeing this again. And then when they sang, because I listened to this before... They change the lyrics because they don't. You're not going to throw the CD away. It's kickoff live, right? right? So it's like you're going to scream and run away. And as soon as I heard that, that memory loosened in my mind. And I've definitely heard them play kickoff more than once live. But it took that actually hearing it again for that sense memory to come back. So that's how they would sing it live. They'd say scream and run away instead of throw my CD, throw your CD away. Halloween, Halloween. spooky <laughs> time. So thank you so much, Stephanie. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sending yeah, me thank that, you. sending us that video. That's so cool. Yeah. Any other top of the show business? No. Oh, I was just thinking we were talking about Reliant K interactions. You have a of the cup adjacent story. Oh right. So um yeah well well let's talk about the creepy EP in general. And okay. I'll get into that because I'll talk about the other song. So okay. the, so the creepier EP ear. <laughs> which is what yes. we're talking about today. Um, is this it's it one thing that's such a weird th- thing that this exists that this whole EP exists uh-huh. is it's a Halloween EP and that's totally cool and they did you know they did two holiday EPs around the same time right right but the fact that this album is like kind of a sequel to a previous EP is so bizarre to me. Right? Right. Because it's called the creepier EP ear, which is like a weird double pun, but it totally makes sense. Like, I don't know, EP ear, right? You get what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that there was the creepy EP, but it wasn't a Halloween thing. It was just like a motif for the artwork, and it was just a couple of singles and a B-side and an acoustic version, right? Yeah. And then they're like, like over a decade later, they're like, we're going to do a Halloween thing, and we've already had something called the creepy EP. (laughs) So we're going to call this one the creepier EP. And it's just funny that they have a sequel album because there aren't that many sequel albums out there in the world. There's like On the Cover 2 by MXPX. (laughs) Like uh, Alice Cooper had, what was it called? Like uh, Welcome to My Nightmare. Yeah. But then he had Welcome to My Nightmare in the (laughs) 90s or the 80s, like the late 80s, the lesser of the Nightmare albums. So yeah, they have a sequel, but they have a sequel EP. But not many people, not everyone would know about the Creepy EP. Right. Like, unless you've dug into them and, like, gone specifically looking for rare Reliant K items or, like, looked at their discography over and over, like, you wouldn't necessarily know the Creepy EP existed, right? Yeah, I did not. I was not familiar with any of the EPs before the apathetic ep and when you and i got married and moved in together i discovered all of your early reliant k cds and all of your uh eps and i was so excited about that yeah reliant k has always eps have always been a huge part of their discography right Mm -hmm. i think that's a topic i want to talk about in depth at some other time but their early eps like their first three so 2080d creepy and employee of the month Mm -hmm. They weren't really, they were really just like promotional singles yeah. with a couple extra songs. Yeah. They weren't really, I mean, they were they were technically EPs, but they could have just been promotional singles because they were just meant to promote the album and they were printed in limited quantities. And I don't know if they were really available in retail, like maybe Employee of the Month was, mm-hmm. but it was Apathetic EP 
that was the first EP that was actually like, here's a bunch of songs right. and different versions that didn't make the album. Like yeah. here are songs we specifically set aside to release as an EP, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, the other ones were like promotional things. Like here's a taste of the album that we want you to buy in full later. Yeah. Whereas someone could buy the apathetic EP and not be expected to have to buy it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So... And then there's Nashville Tennis EP slash The Bird and the B-Sides, which is just a whole other thing. Right. That's an entirely other thing. But yeah. So uh, what was my point? Oh, (laughs) Apathetic EP, I think, was like printed. It was a way more mass market EP. Yeah. Like, I think it was printed in the millions or whatever. Or as many as were printed of. mm -hmm. Like, it was way more printed. Whereas I think Creepy and 2080D were printed in much more limited quantities. Yeah. It's on... Apple Music. Right. And Spotify. Yeah. Whereas the first three are not. Right. Exactly. Although with the first three gears, some of those songs do show up on there. Yeah. And as we talked about, and as I've talked about before on uh, Birds and the B-Sides, they sort of remastered and maybe re-recorded parts, which we'll talk about as we do more Birds and the B-Side songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this EP. Yes. uh, Was recorded on the road. Oh, Matt Thiessen on Facebook said, we recorded these songs on a live soundstage and I overdubbed my vocals before soundcheck in Silver Springs, Maryland. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they actually recorded like on stage. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. There's that reminds me that there's like a there's a Goldfinger live album. Okay. Right. And it's. The actually the one that like their their cover of ninety nine Luft Balloons, which was a big hit for them, yeah, is on. But it's called a live album, and I never owned a physical copy of it. But I would download, you know, the the MP threes, and and you would burn them onto your sacks and blank CDs. CDs, and like there's no audience. It's called their live album. Oh, it's called Darren's Coconut Ass, which is the name of the album, <laughs> but it's called Live. And I'm like, why is this called a live album and there's no audience? Yeah. And it wasn't until actually like we got Spotify or something and the quality was a little better than, you know, the the, the MP3s I downloaded. Mhm. Where I actually heard like in between songs where you kind of hear them talking on the stage they're performing on and I'm like, "Oh, I get it now. They recorded it live." Right. But I didn't get I still didn't get why they had to market it as a live album when it was just a live in studio album. Yeah. Because there's also a, a Bad Brains, I think it's Black Dots, Bad Brains Black Dots album, uh-huh. was recorded the same way, where they couldn't really afford or get a studio, so they just played, it wasn't CBGB's, but it was somewhere else, like some other famous punk yeah. club, and yeah. they just like got the club for the day and just recorded their album there live and just blasted through it. So, but they don't call that a live album. So right. why did Goldfinger and Reliant K didn't call this a live album either? <laughs> uh, this EP did have a vinyl release, although it's no longer available through ReliantK.com. Oh, uh, it was released. Although I don't think it was for this, but it just happened to be released uh, in time for Record Store Day 2018. And it was bundled with the Truly Madly Deeply EP mm. in what they called an archival box uh, and with a 7-Eleven themed t-shirt, which throwback because you have oh, right. that from the early days. I do. Or I did. Do I still? No. Didn't it Didn't it end up somewhere? It did. <laughs> yes. I had that Relying Case uh, 7-Eleven shirt for many years. It's very, very It got worn. very faded and yeah. worn out. And then Jessica took it and turned it. She made a quilt out of a bunch of old 
t-shirts that go yeah. away. Yeah, a bunch of old like band tees and yeah. and stuff. The ones that I knew wouldn't be, uh, the ones that I knew wouldn't be worth money. <laughs> Cuz she I knew about this project and she, and I'm like don't use that shirt, don't use that shirt. <laughs> Those are going on eBay at some point. Um, so though this is no longer available through the official website, uh, I did come across a third party re- website called Collide Records. Mm. Um, and it seems that they are selling it in um, the uh, the bundle, but minus the shirt. So just the Truly Madly Deeply EP and the Creepier ep Okay. I'm looking that up right now because maybe we should buy this before we <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they also have a $40 copy of the uh, the first album on vinyl. Oh, nice. Because remember, that was released limited. Yeah. And so their copy is $40. Um, oh, yeah. I see it. I think the only difference is it's got a different title on vinyl. Yeah, I saw it's that. Called the, it's, it's called Friday the 13th and number 14. So I guess... The, it's the 13th and 14th. Vinyl, because they, they released yeah. those vinyls. They have that vinyl series and yeah, the simple yeah. cardboard with the sticker. Yeah. So I guess number 14, and I we only have, we have a couple of them. Yes. But we have not, like, avidly collected them, right? right. Or, or researched them very well. Oh, yeah, so number 14 is Candy Heart. Is, is, it's, it's just called number 14. Oh, okay. That's the name of the Truly Madly Deeply EP on vinyl. It's called number 14. And on vinyl... Um, creepier ep is called friday the 13th i knew i'd get these words out eventually (laughs) man i remember the first time i listened to the truly madly deeply ep i was so bummed out (laughs) that the there was not a savage garden cover on there (laughs) and there totally should be right they see relying k K seemed like the kind of band that would cover yeah uh savage garden yeah they cover (laughs) justin bieber come on (laughs) so uh the other songs on here are the cup and Christmas in Awatawa. <laughs> Halloween in Awatawa. Halloween. Halloween in Owatana. So the cup. Now I could talk I could wait till next year to tell this story. You could. But I'm just gonna mention the cup <laughs> and say that I have a peanut butter cup related story of me bothering Matt Thiessen R I L, right? So it was the Electric Youth Tour, which I've talked about. It's the tour they did with Fire and Frenzy after 9-11 and I recently figured out it's, it was called the Electric Youth Tour. I'd totally forgotten that. So when they played in Manchester, New Hampshire on that tour, right, they played in a church and this was at the time of Skittles and Combos, right? Mm-hmm. Bring your Skittles and Combos right. to Reliant K and throw them at us during the show. So side, side story, <laughs> I bought like the two pound bag, like the bag of like M&Ms or Skittles that's meant to be opened and poured into a big dish. Right. Right. Like the two yes. pound bag of Skittles. I brought that and I threw it at Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. And it plonked and you heard smack this giant bag of Skittles hit on the stage as I threw it from pretty far back. And they were like, a giant bag of Skittles just flew at us. And they were like, we're not relying K. It was funny. But I also brought other candy. I brought these things that at Market Basket, which is a chain in New England of grocery stores, they had their own brand of peanut butter cups, which actually last time we were in Boston, I think they don't have them anymore. Yes. Yeah. But what they got rid of way sooner than that 
is they also had a mint cup. Oh. It's exactly like a peanut butter cup, but instead of peanut butter in the middle, it was like a mint cream. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I loved those things because I loved peanut butter cups, but I also liked mint. So it was like the best of two worlds. So I brought those, for some reason, I brought those to the concert. I was like, maybe I'll throw <laughs> these because they're such a unique candy that I love. Maybe I'll throw this at Relan K. But I didn't have the guts to throw those because I didn't throw anything at Relan K that night. Then, because it's a church, not a real music venue, if you stayed long enough, like the volunteer security people would slowly be going home. But Relan K <laughs> and Five Iron Frenzy are still there packing up. So now I can walk all around the church and I can like be this goober 13 no i would have been way older than 13 i would have been like 17 this goober 17 year old walking around bothering five iron frenzy and relying k who relying k knew who i was so they didn't weren't offended i was doing this i found matt Thiessen in the sanctuary of this church right uh-huh. because the concert itself was like in the big big youth group room with that had a stage. That's where the concert was. But meanwhile, in the sanctuary where the chairs were still set up for Sunday, Matisse's in there playing on the drums. Oh. Which is just a cool thing. It's just a cool memory. Yeah. Just to find the lead singer of a band you like just in the sanctuary, like where no one else is, because everyone else was off in like the offices of the church, right. where which was basically the green room and where they kept their stuff. Right. And I go up to Matisse and I'm like, hey, do you want to try this mint cup? <laughs> And he's like, sure, okay. And he eats it, and then he kind of shrugs, and he's like, it's all right. And I'm like, it's all right. It's a mint cup. (laughs) Great day. (laughs) Electric youth. Oh, to be an electric youth again. So, yeah, that's my peanut butter cup-related story. If only I had told him at the time, imagine a Butterfinger cup. Mm. And he would have been like, that's crazy. That's a stupid idea. I'll never go for that. And then they invented it and he writes a song about it. But that's not what we're talking about this week. The story about you throwing the full bag of Skittles <laughs> at Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this is the same man who, when we go see The Room, like buys a whole thing of spoons and then just waits and then just tosses the entire box into the air at once. It's amazing. No one expects it. <laughs> so anyway, Halloween blues... <laughs> So do you have those Halloween blues, Dan? I do, because I can't go trick-or-treating anymore. Because everyone's like, who's this weirdo that's not even in a costume <laughs> that's asking for candy? <laughs> yeah, this is a fun song. I like it. it. It's not like a song that I really love. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's, I wouldn't consider it one of my... It's not. It doesn't make like the top list of really right. cute songs. It is fun. Actually, the whole Creepier EP, it's like a fun novelty but the songs themselves aren't like, I want to listen to some Reliant K. Let's put on the creepier EP. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. But Truly Madly Deeply, I'll be like, I want to put on some Reliant K, and I'll just put on the Truly Madly Deeply EP huh. just for the heck of it. Like, all three of those songs are great, especially yeah. Candy Hearts. But we're not talking about those today. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I think of the Truly Madly Deeply, Deeply EP as a Reliant K thing, and I think of this as just like a novelty that they did. Yeah. And they're fun and all. But well, it's funny that you say novelty because I really, really love this song mm-hmm. because it's harnessing those old like '60s novelty horror songs, right? Which I really, really dig. Yeah, like when like Halloween just being kind of spooky, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Ghost to Go Go show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's got it's got like a haunted mansion feel to it. Yeah, I love it. It's got a jazzy thing, but it's also it's like I was really trying to focus on the instrumentation in this song because uh-huh. there is a lot going on and yeah. being someone who doesn't have a lot of vocabulary to talk about specific music I'm like I hear a lot happening in this like with the piano and the guitar there's just like a, a muted like little like trick 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 of the guitar and yeah. but then it also kind of wails in the it towards the end like there's a little bit of a sort it's like of a, like a screeching it's like a guitar jazzy thing. garage rock thing. Yeah. I love it. It's like if you kind of combined like go go burlesque music of the 60s <laughs> which is not that you know burlesque sounding like a thing a Christian band shouldn't do <laughs> but burlesque music comes from that same world as those like spooky shows. Right. And I mean that same sort of like jazzy 60s yeah. pseudo yeah. jazzy rock hybrids. So it kind of makes sense. And, and yeah. I love the opening to this song. Da-dum, da-dum, right. da-dum. So good. It does sound like a, like a 40s cartoon show. So good. Like a spooky 40s cartoon music. A spooky 40s cartoon music. Not some spooky 40s cartoon music. You want to delve into the lyrics? Yeah, so the lyrics are very fascinating. Yeah. Because there's, there's... It, it switches there's, between tangible and like classic, you know... Matt Thiessen singing about something that's occurred in his life and sort of these more... Yeah, these more sort of like ethereal, ethereal loose yeah. concepts that you can't really grasp. Yeah. So we've had a couple we've had a couple weeks to like really kind of get into this song. And just to, su- to sum up before I even talk about it, except for a couple of lines, you can't really peg what this song's about. And anyone who says, and there's nothing on song meanings or genius to like specifically say what's going on with the narrator of this song, Mm -hmm. you know, which I assume is Matt Thiessen. It usually is. But the narrator of this song, you can't really peg what happened to him, right? And if you say you know, or if you have an interpretation, that is 100... Send us an email. Send us an email. (laughs) But whatever your interpretation is, unless you have heard interview with Matt Thiessen, which I did not find. Right. Like, you can only be bringing your own experience and only be filling in the gaps with your own personal thoughts and experiences like there is not i've gone through this song up and down and there's nothing that says what happened to him is a good thing or a bad thing right are the halloween blues a good thing or a bad thing is it like i have those halloween blues because i'm singing this bluesy song and i'm always gonna be feeling these cool halloween vibes or is it like I got the Halloween blues because I don't like Halloween anymore. Because because there's a face in the tree and it it swore <laughs> it said something horrible in me or something like was it like there's so much going so yeah so do you want to read the lyrics real quick or I can do it sure um, so the first line is some things go bump in the night and that's what the 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 gang vocals are sort of singing but it says I don't know if they don't count as gang vocals the the group of people. <laughs> A couple, like three or four people singing together. You harmonies. say gang vocals, and all I can think about is that leader of the pack song. It's like, <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> oh, Danny um, loves that song. Oh, yeah. So it was getting cold in Ohio. Grade four had just begun. I was coloring cartoon bats, silhouetted by the setting sun. Something happened to me. Quick takes a sudden turn. <laughs> sudden so turn. it's like, let's let's go through that one more time. It was getting cold in Ohio. Yep. Okay, it's getting cold. Grade four had just begun. Oh, grade four. It's very young. Yep. yep. Um, he was. 
I was coloring cartoon bats. Oh, that's cute. Little cartoon bats. Yeah, which were which were silhouetted by the setting sun because oh, that's, that's a classic, you yeah, know, imagery that you do. That's you do adorable. The, the sun and the bats. Yeah. Something happened to me. <laughs> that's the next line. Suddenly, no, I'll never be free. No, I'll never be free. <laughs> like it's it takes such a sudden turn, yeah. and there's no way to determine. It sounds. I mean, it just kind of from the outset, it just kind of sounds like. I fell in love with Halloween. Something happened to me. I got the Halloween, I got the Halloween jingles, and I'm just always gonna have them. Like, you know what I mean. But on the flip side, did something happen? Did to something you? happen now, to like, him? Now, now it's what not happens? the same Who anymore. Who hurt you? Who hurt you, Tyson? What Halloween person hurt you, Tyson? Did you ever have a Halloween person hurt you, Danny? Goodness, that's a horrifying <laughs> sentence. Such a horrifying sentence. No, because so. So I sort of did when I was really little, like, I think I was like three oh, years no, old. Oh, no, but I know this story, so yeah. I know, but, but the lead up is, <laughs> is a bit bad. dramatic it's, for our listeners. It's, it's not it's not that dramatic, but basically there was this woman who, I don't know, she's probably in like her 50s or something, and I was three, and my dad took me trick-or-treating, and towards the end of the night, I was like, I was really tired and falling asleep, so he picked me up and um, like Aww. put me over his shoulder, Aww. and I was falling asleep, and this woman dressed as a witch comes up from the neighborhood and just scares the hell out of me wakes me up from my sleep and like that's not cool it was so not cool i was afraid of that Wake woman. Up i was afraid of that woman until the day we moved like <laughs> i never wanted to go anywhere near her the next halloween when we came up to her house i wouldn't go up right. my dad was like what's wrong go up and i was like i will not <laughs> you were go there dad yeah you were there I she screamed at your shoulder too uh, yeah it's like i will not go up there no thank you <laughs> Something happened to me. I will never be free. <laughs> but I still love Halloween. I still got those Halloween blues. Oh, good. Next line, next paragraph. The leaves are changing colors. The days are getting shorter and cooler. Something happened to me. I'll never be free. There's a face in the tree. <laughs> that time it turns even quicker. It's the Halloween blues. And there's a blues. face in the tree. It's the Halloween blues. So, yeah, like I said, like, and there's, oh, we should finish with lyrics before I say that. Uh, when I was younger, I was Salty the Singing Songbook. Do you remember Salty the Singing Songbook? No. No, but did you look him up? I did. I don't really remember Salty the Singing Songbook because we talked about this, in, especially in our God episode. Like, I was not raised in like a, a like solidly Christian-only pop culture world as a kid. So I did definitely see Salty the Singing Songbook when we'd go to the Christian bookstore or like at church, but we did not own Salty the Singing Songbook stuff at home. Like my parents did not... Sorry, I'm playing with my AirPods. <laughs> with my AirPod case. But we didn't own Salty the Singing Songbook stuff at home. I think we, we owned a couple Christian tapes, like McGee and Me and stuff, but Salty the Singing Songbook was not one that we was, was forced on us. Yeah, I don't know. I had I didn't have any of that, but I had a lot of uh, We Sing Silly Songs tapes. And this sounds like maybe it's kind of like that, similar to that, but Christian. But it wasn't Veggie Tales, right? It's just something no. else called We Sing Silly Songs. Yeah. Why? Is that like an offshoot of that? Maybe We Sing Silly Songs is vaguely Christian, but I mean, oh. I don't well, know. No, I don't because, think it is. Well, we'll talk about it when we talk about Breakdown, but every episode of veggie tales and again i was <laughs> again like i said this before but i was older when veggie tales came out and i right. was more like a novelty like hey it's cgi cgi is cool just because they're singing about bible songs or just because they're talking about jesus doesn't mean i can't think this is cool and like it uh, <laughs> i was way too old i like pokemon when i was in high school so whatever 
point is, um, I don't know. I completely <laughs> lost track of what I was saying. Oh, silly songs. Every episode, classic episode of VeggieTales, like had a break in the middle for Larry's silly songs. Oh, well, I think this is different because this was like the company or whatever it was called. We sing silly oh, okay. songs. Yeah. Didn't you have Odyssey? Yeah, Adventures in Odyssey. That wasn't until I was a little bit older, though, oh, okay. that I that I got into that. Um, so if you're not familiar with, like, myself before this episode, uh, Salty the Singing Songbook uh, was a character from the Kids Praise albums, which were released from 1980 to 2001. And uh, there was another in 2011. Relan K was still around and Salty was still around. <laughs> and uh, there was a video series, uh, which was released from 1983 to 1996. And yeah, I don't know. It just completely passed me by. I love that. So I definitely never saw the live action. Salty. Did you pull up? Pull it up. It is nightmare fuel. It, it is. is pure nightmare oh, and fuel. And just in case, because I know we do have non-Christian listeners. I have uh, aggravated that. Aggravated? I have accumulated that information. Um, aggregated <laughs> that we have non-Christian <laughs> listeners or people who weren't raised in the church and stuff. Um salty is spelled with a p like psalms right he's a psalm book or but he's a i don't know why they wouldn't just go for the alliteration of salty the singing song book with just an s and not put a p in front of it like i get the like biblical yeah. tie-in but i'm like Silent go for p. the alliteration it is an alliteration it's how you pronounce it so it's still an alliteration but you i guess there's also like I guess there might be, I'm not looking this up, but I guess there's pronunciation alliterations and then I guess technically. Yeah, because if you see it like written on the tape or CD or whatever. Jimmy Pod had a whole discussion about about homonyms and different types of homonyms. And there's like 10 different types of homonyms. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) But I did. So part of me is thinking of looking that up right now, but I'm not interested in doing that. But. Live action, Salty the Singing Songbook is just, is this what Matisse looked like when he was dressed as Salty the Singing Songbook? Because it's just a kind of big box and he's supposed to be a book and it's just his real face sticking out. Yeah, except painted purple. Painted purple or blue. It's blue. (laughs) He's not purple. Oh yeah, well I guess the live action one looks a little bit more purple. Um, But when I was younger, I was Salty the Singing Songbook. Masquerading down the street, my oversized, oh, excuse me, I'm just getting a little worked up. Talking about poor Matt Thiessen getting this... Poor little fourth grade Matt Thiessen getting the Halloween blues. My oversized cardboard box was too much for me to take. Oh, it was tricky getting treats. Something happened to me. (laughs) So that time, that's like the most tangible little story in the whole song. Right. So he's a little fourth grade boy dressed up as a giant walking book. And because his costume is so big and cumbersome, he actually is having a really hard time collecting his candy that year. Right. That's adorable. But something happened to him and there's a face in the tree. So what happened to you? Am I too worked out? I got the Halloween blues, Jessica. I was just thinking about the Halloween episode of Freaks and Geeks, which I watch every year because (laughs) Sam goes dressed as a a robot and he, uh, it's a very cumbersome outfit. It's all, that's all. So, um, Genius, just to put this Salty the Singing Songbook to rest, says, oh, the ad is cutting it off. The ad is like, the ad on Genius is like, we don't want you to know about Salty the Singing Songbook. There's an annotation and I can't click it. Here we go. In true Christian culture, culture deep cut, 
Oh, <laughs> Salty the Singing Songbook is a true Christian culture deep cut, well known to all who grew up in the church in the 80s and 90s and unknown to anyone outside it. Salty and his family of terrifying anthropomorphized <laughs> hymnal people were featured in a variety of CDs, tapes, vacation Bible school cur- curricula, and even salty branded Bibles. Oh man, can you imagine wow. having a salty branded Bible and you open wow. up and he screams, My spine! <laughs> and there's a picture here on Genius on the annotation of Salty and his whole family. And he's oh got- wow. Oh, that's that's the illustrated version. That's okay. That's that's cute. Okay, <laughs> it's still pretty creepy. The live action one, though. Wow. But look at their big meaty legs, and they don't wear <laughs> shoes. <laughs> oh, I miss that they were shoeless. They're shoeless. They got bare feet. Oh yeah. They're and hippies. They're, they're walking through like a western town or something. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. There's like a barn behind them, but they're holding balloons. No, two of the balloons they're not even holding. They're just flying around with them. Weird scene. All right. (laughs) Halloween blues. So I said this before, but basically, I feel like except for the little tiny stories about Matisse's childhood that are Mm -hmm. thrown in here, about Salty the Singing Songbook and Drawing Bats, when it comes to the Something Happened to Me lines, if you have, like, a really deep complex interpretation of this song that's only you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there are certain songs that are sort of um like abstract and people have different interpretations and they can present you know different ways in which they've come to those interpretations right any interpretation you come to in this song i feel like it is only your experience because there are no clues in this song i read through it i listened to it multiple times and there's no clues about what happened to him so it's Hopefully, at the innocent end of the spectrum, it's just he fell in love with Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found two reviews for the creepier EPR. This one is a review by Joshua Andre. What happens when there is a glut of Christmas albums releasing in a particular year, yet an artist or a band still wants to unveil a holiday themed release, yet something different from the norm? Well, That's where Canton, Ohio pop rock duo Reliant K uh, come in as they unveil the creepier EP a short but punchy three song EP centered around the festivities of Halloween. While I myself do not celebrate the holiday in any way, what this rather timely release, completely unnecessary little side there, (laughs) this rather timely release is quite comfort comforting as lead singer matt Thiessen and guitarist matt hoops subtly ask the question about why we celebrate the holiday Lo- do they no long after the seven minutes of the ep are over there are still more issues to ponder what? is this a christian review when the ep <laughs> <laughs> she, she just like raised her eyebrows and was like Basically gave me the, the emotion of, let me finish. When the EP when the P, EP opener and closer, the Halloween Blues and Halloween and Owatonna, both delving into Matt's childhood and his own experiences of Halloween, which include asking neighbors for candy and more importantly, according to Matt, scaring people beyond the limits and scaring people for life. As mentioned in the closer, that I could trick or treat, but I'm not gonna. I'd rather scare the living daylights out of you. I'll pour gasoline into my chainsaw and I'll quietly wait by your bedside. 
I know those are the words, but the review leading up to this makes no sense. Um, quietly wait by your bedside. Pull the cord and watch the light flash before your eyes. It is the cup that definitely poses quite a number of questions. What? <laughs> Philosophical and theological. Oh, does the cup represent like like communion no, or something? No, he doesn't, he doesn't go into that. Okay. Uh, as Matt eloquently lists his favorite sweets, desserts, and lollies to eat on that special day, we are asked the question, other than eating lollies, what is Halloween all about? Is that it? If it is, then it isn't a pointless holiday. <laughs> Then isn't it a pointless holiday? And happening? should we be celebrating Christmas earlier instead, which is much more meaningful? All in what? all, the creepier EP is very quirky and weird, with plenty of drums and guitars abound. Yet in some ways, Reliant K Ooh, is going drums. out of their way to describe their version of Halloween in order to discourage us to celebrate that day. What? In that way, I would say that the duo have succeeded in this EP. As I, for one, wouldn't want to celebrate any day that advocates brutal bodily harm and death by a chainsaw or any other method <laughs> as referred to in the EP closer. Review by, <laughs> what was his name? Chick? What was that guy's name? I don't know his first name. Chick Tracks. Hold on. Review by Jack Chick. Right. <laughs> of Chick Tracks. Uh, while the band do not offer up any alternative as to what to celebrate instead, what is left unsaid is probably best as it leaves the EP open to interpretation. Some may still choose to celebrate Halloween, but others may wonder what the deal is all about. Not and that's will. okay. But let us stop for one second. Even if we still choose to celebrate Halloween and think about why we do what we do, when our motives are right, then out of our actions, others can and will see Christ in us. If they see Jesus during a whoa, spooky whoa, holiday... Whoa, 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 You roped me in with this amazing <laughs> review, and in the end, you spring Jesus on me? Uh, if they see Jesus during a spooky holiday, then so be it. It's unconventional, but God works in anything he wants to. So should you yeah, listen to Reliant K? Should you listen to Reliant K's new offering or not? It's up to you whether you want to feel creeped out or not. Editor's note, this album should have had a parental advisory <laughs> sticker for gore. <laughs> wow. That is, that is a really... Like, specious and just, like, oh, endless. Like, now I've got the Halloween blues. Like, that is just so bizarre. Yeah. I don't... It's like they wouldn't even review the album. Like, all their... Hey, look. We don't have great vocabulary when it comes to music. Right. right? Yeah. But when your review is like, there's drums and piano abound. And that's about all you have to say <laughs> about the music. And then you pontificate for, like, <laughs> for like six paragraphs about whether or not Halloween is evil, you're not actually reviewing the album. They talk Isn't about that basically what we do every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about like bringing your own experience to something like I was talking about. Like this is like, this is just someone who doesn't like Halloween. And they're like a little yeah. upset that Relying K did a bunch of Halloween songs. Oh, oh, was that King of the Hill episode from early in like the first two or three seasons where like Sally Field plays a woman in in Ireland who thinks Halloween is satanic and 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 uh, oh, Hank Hill right, is like right, right. Halloween's not satanic. <laughs> I can't do it. I could do a Hank Hill sometimes, but I couldn't do it there. Oh, Bobby 
Halloween's not satanic. Uh-huh. I can't do it right now. I got the Halloween blues. Well, thank you, uh, Josh, from 365 Days of Inspiring Media for that inspiring review. Boy. There's, there's 364 more of those. <laughs> We, I, I can only I can only I hope we come across one in the future for maybe air for free. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get that. I mean, I get I get the mindset and I understand what they were saying, but I just don't agree with it. It's like it's just a bunch of fun songs about a holiday. Why do we have any holiday? Literally just to fill time and get together. Yeah. Like, why do we decide to go to the mountains for the day? Because they're there it's and fun. because we just want to go. It's fun. Like, like, I get that in the Christian, in a, in a in a certain mainstream Christian way of thinking, certain holidays have like very deep meanings like Easter and Christmas. And it's like, it's more than just a holiday. I get that. But holidays are really just holidays. Like, some forms of Christianity reject all holidays. Like, it's like... Holidays literally are just a way to fill the time. They break up the year. Like, they don't have to have a deep meaning. You just get together as family, and you have fun around a certain idea. Like, why would a school have a special dance? Or why would your work have, like, a special get-together? Like, you wouldn't criticize those as not having enough meaning. You just get together with your family and your friends, and you just celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I have watched in the past two days three different Halloween specials. Where, including the David S. Pumpkins one. <laughs> including the David S. Pumpkins one, where they tried to find deeper meaning in Halloween. Yeah. It was, we watched the David S. Pumpkins Christmas special, whatever <laughs> yeah. it was called. Um, and then... Uh, oh, and uh, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And then today on my own, I watched from 1986, the Garfield uh, <laughs> Halloween special. <laughs> and all three of those... It is asked, like, if there's, like, if they're trying to seek a bigger meaning in Halloween. I always saw, the thing is, that's funny, but that is a funny coincidence, but the, the, the Charlie Brown one, I always saw that as basically, like, self-parody. I think that there's basically, like, an ironic, like, self-referential edge to the Peanuts Halloween special where they're, like, mo- sort of mocking themselves. Right. Because Linus who gave us the true meaning of Christmas and the Christmas special is now the one who believes in this character that literally doesn't exist anywhere outside of that special. And he's like, he's basically talking about it like it's Santa. Like I went out watching that. There's like a line where Linus is like, he's like, the great pumpkin knows which kids are bad and which kids are good. It's like, why would the great pumpkin know that? This is a joke. It's a parody. It's like Charles Schultz supposedly wrote the teleplay for that himself. I don't know if he had help on it or not. But that's a really funny joke. I think that's just comedy. I have no idea. That review really fried my brain. Did you have any other deep <laughs> so dives? I'm sorry. Stuff? That's okay. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Well, here, I do. I have one other review. Okay. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. Geld of Punk, G-E-L-D of Punk, uh, February 25th in 2017 said, A little Halloween-themed EP. It's all right with the Halloween blues being the standout. It's just a fun toss-off. Nothing to take too seriously. Fairly decent regardless. Now that's a review for the creepier EP. There you go. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Yeah, good song. Good holiday. Good friends. Good <laughs> booze. Good candy. Good times. I guess we could get into covers and stuff if you want. Sounds good. 
before we do that, you said that you saw on Setlist FM one live version. I wonder if this was the same one. This was in Atlanta during the Searching for America tour on October 30th. They played Halloween Blues Live. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this? <laughs> swagger of the song all you see is the back you see the stage and the back of a lot of people's heads and they're all just kind of back and forth and bobbing around yeah i love it yeah it's cool like i said it's a very burlesque song you could do a halloween reliant k striptease to this song you look like you should be listening to the song your hair is doing that like um (laughs) that like rockabilly stray cat thing right now i'm just i'm just tired (laughs) I'm just tired and 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 my hair is all fluffy. <laughs> this is our sleepiest episode, and we're not even covering sleeping. Oh, we should before we cover sleeping, we should not sleep for three days. Oh wow, that'll be an amazing episode. Just like how for balloon wow. ride, I want to go on a balloon ride. <laughs> for sleeping, we should not sleep. That'll be amazing. We'll be just all hyper. Why don't we just do one night? Because he's not sleeping tonight. So come on over. We should do the... I wanted to do this podcast at midnight. And Jessica was like, I'm so tired. Can we just do it now? Do we have to wait till midnight to do the podcast? I was like, we could take naps. So there are many other songs called Halloween Blues. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot. Now there's one very well-known one by the Fratellis. Hey, it's me, the Fratellis. <laughs> we sing the Halloween blues too. Is that racist? I don't know. So here is the Fratellis. And I found a lot about this song. I found other people's music videos. I found like fan-made music videos for this song. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I found one fan-made music video for the Reliant K song. Nice. Now, the Reliant K song is called The Halloween Blues. And this one's just called Halloween, Halloween blues. blues. It's like Joker and The Joker. God forbid you call it The Joker nowadays. People will lose their minds because they think that movie is the bee's knees. <laughs> so this is the Fratelli's Halloween Blues.
Maya. It's not really a Halloween song. I don't know what he's singing about. I didn't dive deep into these lyrics, but he's not like, look out for the witches, they're flying on their brooms. Look out for the wolf man, he's going to bite you. That would have been a Halloween song. That's a great song. I love it. <laughs> right, lay, down. Down, lay that down later, Yeah, somebody, somebody clipped those lyrics out that I just sang and <laughs> put together the song. Do you need more for it? It's Halloween time and I'm feeling blue. What you gonna do? Look out, ghosts. I really missed my calling. Yeah. Not being a musician. Danny, what are some of your favorite Halloween songs? Favorite Halloween songs? Or spooky oh. songs. Oh. I'll oh. tell you what my favorite spooky song is. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I walked right into that one. It's the David S. Popkins theme song. <laughs> um, I also, you know what is honestly one of my favorite Halloween songs? It's one of my favorite Halloween albums is the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Nice. Because the Ghostbusters 1 soundtrack, I don't know. It's fun and all, but something about the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack is just amazing. It's a little spookier, mm-hmm. right? Like Run DMC and Bobby Brown. They're it's like little, It's a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah. They put a tone. Well, I was saying Run DMC and Bobby Brown, they kind of put a tone of just like the little tone that they needed in their songs to just make it a little spookier. Just a little spookier. How about like uh, Strange Magic by Electric Light Orchestra or Season of the Witch by Donovan? Jessica, this is a Christian it's podcast. <laughs> Witchy Woman by the Eagles. Jessica. The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. That's awesome. It is. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, Frankenstein Stomp by the Vibrators. The what? <laughs> Jessica. The Zombie by C.W. Stone King. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. That song. Everyone <laughs> knows that song. Good stuff. Yeah. Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. That's right. That was on your list of most important 80s songs. It's true. Well, have you ever heard of Halloween Blues by Kona Wind? I have not. Let's hear this. their sugar snacks <laughs> this song and now we don't have to play i feel it. bad she must live in an apartment building with no kids <laughs> this song i wouldn't have mentioned kids right before i get to my point about this <laughs> oh, song sorry. i'm not gonna play all four minutes but this song gets super suggestive oh wow it's basically just like she's got the halloween blues but all it means is no one wants to have sex with her like no one wants to no one wants to mess around and it basically, because I, I didn't write down any of the lyrics, but it gets very suggestive later. She's like, I need a sugar daddy to lick. She doesn't say oh, that. Oh, wow. She doesn't say that, but oh, she wow. might as well. She might as well. It's a real Katy Perry situation where, like, double entendre becomes single entendre. But this song particularly, I had to write down, it reminds me of Food Innuendo Guy by Adam Sandler, which is off of his first album, where he's just singing, like, really sexually graphic stuff about food. And it's a blues song, so that's that's why it reminded me. 
I mentioned Bobby Brown from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. We have Ben Brown, and he's going to sing to us from his CD Baby provided track. He has his own Halloween blues. The saddest living spirit you have ever seen I've got the blues on Halloween Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. Good stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like Red Right Hand, basically sort of like cleaned up and a little less intimidating. <laughs> Oh, if you are into punk garage rock horror theme stuff, oh right, Drac and the Swamp Rats is awesome. Oh, but very explicit lyrics, so yeah. heads up. <laughs> but Drac and the Swamp Goatee Rats. Goatee Records will not be signing. No, Drac and the Swamp Rats. <laughs> Drac and the Swamp Rats are uh, one of my favorite bands, though. We've seen them a couple times. They're like L.A. area they're sort of, local. They're, they're a costume band. Yeah, like, they go up on yeah. stage and call, like like the Aquabats or like People Mover. Or something like that. They're like actually like dressing costumes or like a Frankenstein and a Dracula and a And they look so good. Like their Wolfman is amazing. Right. It's they're they're really good. So check them out. Uh here's the last now there are a lot of Halloween blues songs. Even on oh on SoundCloud, forget about it. There's so many songs <laughs> called Halloween Blues, I'm not even gonna bother. But here's the last one I found on YouTube. This is by the Bath Salts. You get it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's not as good as the last two. Uh, so now we can get into the actual covers. And back again, they covered this week the trend, and now it is P1K with their sort of vaguely Netflix looking logo. They're back playing the Halloween blues. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he changed the lyric from grade four had just begun to gray fall had just yeah. begun. And let's see if I ever got a reply. No, I did not. So this cover is from 2017. It's from two years ago. And I as myself, four days ago, as of the time we record this. Oh, now people will know that we recorded this so late. <laughs> but this cover, I wrote, I wrote as Daniel Leary, I wrote, this cover is great. But question, did you say Grey Fall had just begun instead of Grade 4? And they have not replied to me. But, like, what was the decision there? Because he's still going to sing about coloring cartoon bats. So why would you be an adult? It's like, oh, I can't sing about Grade 4 because I'm an adult. People coloring, adult coloring books. (laughs) It's a thing. I guess that's true. We bought one once and we've never used it. Yeah. Wanted to be part of the trend. And I didn't. Well, this week the trend was to buy an adult coloring book and get back at it again. 
I was coloring cartoon bats Silhouetted by the setting sun Something happened to me No, I'll never be free Of the Halloween blues The leaves are changing color That's good. That's good. It is good. He was very good with the this week the trend, and he's good with this. Yeah, I like he's it. He's just the one vocalist, right? He doesn't have someone in the background going bump 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 bump. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Let me listen again. I mean, I, it might just could just be him. Maybe it doesn't have that sort of feeling of like the band behind the right. lead singer singer bump bump. Uh, then we have a great p- instrumentation, though. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's a bit more it's a bit more rocking. Yeah, right. Like the 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 instrumentation and the Reliant K tracks a little bit more intricate. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of reverb. You can lots of room, real room tone. Like it feels like the. Ba- oh no, you told me they actually played it. They performed yeah. it live on stage, yeah. so that makes sense now. Yeah, that you there'd get that, be real that room sound. Yeah. yeah, the sound of like each, each instrument is on a different side of the stage, but this is like compressed a little bit more. I'm not saying I'd know if it's compressed in a bad way. I'm just saying it's compressed where the instruments are all kind of leveled together. Right. Um, Then we have, I'm going to skip sort of towards the end so you can see the visual that happens at the end of this. This is uh, Chayshawn TV, C-H-A-Y Sean TV with the Halloween Blues piano and vocal cover. And I'm going to skip to about the last minute. There's a face in the tree. ghost walks Walks in the background and like knocks some stuff over over. (laughs) so he's playing the he's playing like grandma's electric piano by the way like he's not playing a professional this piano it's like a radio shack piano it's like it's actually got lights in the in the in the keys like i didn't show you that but he's got lights he's got lights in the keys (laughs) there's a face in the tree but this is like this is like a like I said, Radio Shack, Walmart. Like this is like not like right. a professional level piano. This is like something to just sort of practice on. And I didn't play earlier, but he's kinda off key a little bit. So he's kinda just goofing around. You see the lights under his fingers. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm not I don't know if he's like a professional or like a practicing musician. But just from it this sounded good. just from this instrument and earlier in the song where he's a little off, I feel like he's just kinda having fun and he's practiced this song. He's yeah. gonna play it. But they're playing in like in like he's got great vocals yeah he he does have really nice vocals it's just like yeah. the, and it might be because it's like sort of a cheap electric piano right. and maybe it's not it, i don't know how you get a electric piano out of tune but maybe it's just like <laughs> programmed wrong or something so he's really close to the wall so when his friend or whoever walks back <laughs> behind him they barely have enough room and they knock down some sort of like partition that's hanging against the wall pretty funny 
And then we have the cover that was sent to us by John Savage. And we got that email yeah. from John Savage a couple weeks ago. Uh, he and his friend, I believe it's him and his friend, I record, I've only specifically heard from John. Uh, no, I met them both on the Reddit, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, I met them on the Reddit when I was asking for covers of God. So John sent us the email, and he threw in his Halloween Blues cover, and we waited to play it, and here it is. Bum, 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 bum. My computer is going real slow. <laughs> it was getting cold in Ohio. Great fall had just begun. Sounded like he said Great Fall as well. Yeah. But it's Grade Four. Yeah. Let's hear that again, John. <laughs> I can ask him specifically. What did he say? Really sounds like he's saying fall, but I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to email him back and say <laughs> don't take it personal when we're criticizing your pronunciation because we can't tell. And the other the other person, PK1, definitely said Grey Fall. I was coloring cartoon hats, silhouetted by the setting sun. Something happened to me. No, I'll never be free of the Halloween blues. The leaves are changing colors. The days are getting shorter. That's great. That's really good. That was like you always like it when somebody takes something and makes it their own. Yeah, and that's like definitely they definitely did own. that. That was really good. Yeah, so great job, John. That was really good. Yeah, I like the really slow beginning part. Like yeah, how that's we slowed it down. To be yeah. honest, that f- made it feel more like a Reliant K song because I was kind of down on the creepier EP. I wasn't down on it. I don't dislike it, but I don't think to listen to this if I want to listen to some Reliant K. And I realized part of it is, is this, because it's so Is this so your collapsible unique. lung? No, it's not at all. <laughs> but part of the reason why I think that way is because when I think of these three songs, I don't think of them as sounding like Reliant K songs. But John, because he sort of stripped the song down, I hear that sort of air for free, uh, forget not slow down, sort of Matt Thiessen later day mm-hmm. melody coming through. It had that like a, like a little more like of a... a 60s sort of rock vibe yeah. to it than like a 
like a bluesy jazz, maybe? Yeah, like your Donovan. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. Thank you so much for sending us that. Then there's a music, there's a fan-made music video. It's very well shot. There's not a ton going on. Curry Films. I don't own the music, as always, they say, about their Halloween blues lyric video. And just a quick description. He's just walking through the woods with a camera with, like, some sort of, like, old-fashioned Insta camera or something, right? And he's just going... Or so no, it's actually like a like a little moving picture camera, yeah, like an old fashioned like eight, maybe, maybe like a brownie or something. Yeah, and he just kind of goes around, and then he starts to get stalked by someone. But it's not like directed like a horror movie. It's kind of just directed like a nice fall thing. It's like a lyric video. Yeah, they have the lyrics on the screen, and it's real nice. But there's I didn't have a ton to say about it because they're not focusing on their visuals really. They're just giving space for the lyrics. Lots of nice footage, footage yeah, of their, their lake, their river, somewhere where they live. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah, Curry going films. through the, going yeah. through the forest. But what very I, reliant K. Um, so that's about it for the song. But then to get into sort of weird stuff, oh, we have. This is the last Reliant K related video I have. I thought for sure you were going to play the David S. Pumpkins music again. <laughs> I should have. So this is Two Rad Kids on October 13th, 2009 with first video, Halloween and Reliant K. And this is two girls in their bedroom just trying out and making a YouTube video for the oh. first time. Oh boy. Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Devin. And this is my first YouTube video. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> no. Well, our first one together. Oh, yeah, we, we have a... I, I do. I do. It's on my channel, though. We'll upload it later. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> classic. What do you think? Classic. Very classic. So, I don't know if I'm going to play this whole thing, because it gets a little cringy, but they're like, they're like, oh, for Halloween, you know those scene kids? You know scene kids? And they describe, like... <laughs> Like emo kids or whatever. Okay. Like, I guess maybe we hadn't settled on calling them emo kids at the time, right? Or something. It's two thousand nine. We had we we were long past emo kids at that point. But when she's talking about, but yeah, so in two thousand nine, I don't know what to say, but that's what they want to go <laughs> for Halloween. They want to go as like as like neon hair, like okay. you know, sparkle <laughs> like what come on you know talk about 2009 2007 like emo kids okay like I, I can't describe them we all know what i'm talking about <laughs> that's what they want to do for halloween so let's let, have them explain it so halloween's coming up right october 31st and i was thinking about costume ideas and this just like stroke of genius hit me because i've ever heard of scene kids you know like those kids with like the girls have their hair teeth out to, like, way up here, and then they dye it, like, black or bleach blonde with random colors, and we're, like, rainbow skinny jeans, because they Hello like, Kitty, of course. Oh, yeah, Hello, Kitty. Hello Kitty. They inserted a picture of me and two of my friends, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> with the thick eyeliner and all that, and, like, looking like you're going to the Good Charlotte show tonight. Oh, man. 
So that's. I so wish she, I had done something cr- like crazy like that. I wish I had been like a scene kid. So, but they're like, so like, yeah, we want to dress up like scene emo kids for <laughs> Halloween because they're so crazy, aren't they crazy? But I look at these girls and I'm like, you're like two doors down yeah, from those kind of kids. Yeah. Because this one on the right is wearing like a scarf with a yellow shirt and like pink and purple sleeves or something, and she's I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's late. I'm tired. I got the Halloween blues. I'm all worked up. <laughs> And then they go from that. <laughs> are, are they going to talk about Reliant K? They are going to talk about okay. Reliant K. So they talk about what they're going to dress up like for Halloween. And then they go into this. They're headbanging. They're headbanging. To kick off. To kick off, which ties in perfectly to the beginning of our podcast. So they're just headbanging. And now they're lip syncing. Now and I they're did not. Kicking. They're kicking and the they're lip syncing and they're holding up their Reliant K CDs. And one is guitaring. definitely uh, a burned disc, so they downloaded those MP3s. And they threw their CDs away. Logo coming soon. Logo Two bad kids. Soon. Yeah. That's great. It's good stuff. It's that's the most horrifying thing I think we found this Halloween. <laughs> I'm still flabbergasted from that review that you read. Like I cannot think straight. I'm tired. I'm I got the so Halloween sorry. I can't think straight. <laughs> Did it make you feel better, Dan? Let's go down to the local Carvel and get you a dumpy the pumpkin. Oh, that would be wonderful. I called this video. Oh, girls. <laughs> I found a couple. Our kids are sweet. Dumper the pumpkin. Dumper the pumpkin. Carvel. Just Google Carvel commercials. Yeah. From the algorithm of searching for Reliant K Halloween and all that stuff, I found a couple weird videos and I actually don't feel like playing them anymore because I feel so fried. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I found this one. I guess I got to play a couple of seconds of this for you. Apparently he's like... Got a small favor to ask of you. Uh, no thanks, Bernie. <laughs> right now we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Three, two, one, skip ad. Okay, bye, Bernie. Now, um, that's so random that Bernie Sanders is advertising on a video called Too Christian for Halloween? Question mark, question mark. Hashtag Ask Jordan. So this is like sort of the real, well, this is 2015. So sort of what you kind of hate when I make you watch certain video game reviewers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm only familiar with them as, like, Space Hamster and, like, Completionist, like, talking directly to the camera. Got your room set up very specifically behind you to show off the things you want to show off. Right. He's not reviewing video games in this. He's just doing, I think he just does, like, Christian comedy blogs or something, right? And his name's... his name's it's very niche. Jordan. And it's... And this... Jordan Taylor. And, uh, yeah, here's his video called Too Christian for Halloween. <laughs> you can stomach this. Be what is that supposed to mean? How many times do we have to restart this? No, no, don't restart because of me. I can take it. Jessica oh, does not look happy. Gracious. I have a very special guest. He is the self-proclaimed number one fan of Halloween. We all know and love him. Big head kid. <laughs> the one and only. 
So it's the same YouTuber doing a character talking to himself. And I did, I know that Jessica hates young YouTubers. She hates them. With all the Christian love in her heart, she despises each and every one of them. So I was like, oh boy, I found the most obnoxious one in the world. And he's Christian. And he does a video that's sort of about how Christians don't like Halloween because it's like celebrating evil. And but he's not a National really. Predators fan. Ugh. And his character, his annoying character character specifically keeps making jabs at his real self character for being too Christian for things. And I'm like, I remember that when you think you're like the most persecuted person in the world because you're a white person in suburban America who's Christian and some kids don't think you're cool. So you think it's so rough that you have to make jokes about the fact that you're Christian first. One and only Big Head Kid was just so excited when he somehow managed to see my Twitter post asking you guys for questions regarding Halloween for a special edition of Ash Jordan that I was only slightly considering doing. And then he had the great ideas that me and him would dress up as each other to celebrate the occasion and he would not let that go. I was already going to go as you, so I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to perfect my costume before the big day. Alright, well you What is this voice he's day. doing? I don't know, but it could be very problematic. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I guess he's just he's called Big Head Kid. That's the name of the character. I don't like this anymore. I didn't I don't put, like it at all. I didn't put this together. I don't think he means it this way, but it makes it seem very, very ableist. This kid's a dick. <laughs> Oh no, Jordan, you're on Jessica's <laughs> list. <laughs> Skipping ahead a little bit. I really cannot remember the last time that I had a piece of candy. Wow, it is truly a miracle that people sit through this. Count your blessings. It is. You are such a snob. <laughs> you are too Christian to celebrate Halloween, and you're too much of a hippie to eat candy. Why do you keep coming back, folks? Next question, please. Okay. We don't. <laughs> we don't. That's Ask Jordan, and he's too Christian for Halloween. But he's cool, and he makes jokes about his Christianity. He's radical. He's got a hashtag in his YouTube title. So, we got these all these other videos, but we'll just end on this one, because it's 47 seconds long. It is called The Halloween Blues, and it is uploaded by Chili Red, who has 408 subscribers. You ready for this? I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> oh, what? Don't come next to our house for Halloween. Cause, cause we ain't got no candy. And if y'all come by me with them costumes on, I'ma beat y'all children. <laughs> this is a person. With a Snapchat filter. With a, with a Snapchat filter where their eyes are huge. And I, and I hope that the teeth in their head were removed by the Snapchat filter. And I there's think, like one on the side. I think it's like a big-eyed, scary hillbilly Snapchat filter. And they're like playing it up. And they're like, I'm going to beat your children if they come try to get candy from me. And, and I ain't going trick-or-treat to your house either because y'all don't have no good candy. And guess what? Guess what I'm going to be for Halloween? Jason. <laughs> and if I do go trick or treat, you don't have to turn your light on, cause guess what? I'm still gonna. And you can tell my mama she's not checking my candy. I don't care, I don't care. I'ma eat it like that. And I'm gonna get my costume tomorrow. And
Those truly are the Halloween blues. <laughs> Those are the Halloween blues. And now from that, all I get recommended to me on the Sadie Hawkins pod, no Real NK videos, <laughs> all something called Coco Melon, Little Angel Nursery Rhymes, Baby Bus, like all little kid oh. videos. And that's the bell that's letting us know <laughs> that the podcast is up. My battery's almost dead. So that's the Halloween blues by Reliant K. And that's the cover by Chili Red. Um, we forgot to mention, but if you want to contact us and let us know how your Halloween is, what did you dress up as? Did you dress up as a little sheet boy? <laughs> what did you go for Halloween as? Yeah. Let us know. You can email us at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. You can call our voicemail, which is 402-95-SADIE. And by the way, if you've called our voicemail recently and you got spooked like a Halloween ghost because the phone rang too long, I forgot to turn off the ringer. I just, I finally have it going directly to voicemail. So please give us a call, 402-95-SADIE. And uh, that was like a hiccup burp at the same time. And you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter, which are both Sadie Hawkins pod. Yes. This is Danny and Jess reminding you not to accept any unwrapped candy. Yeah. Check your razor blades for apples. <laughs> and uh, be safe out there. Down. 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 Down.